This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. John Neal. Dr. Neal is the Chief Physician Executive at Honor Health. Honor Health is this magnificent health system in the greater Phoenix, Scottsdale area. And he'll talk to us about the Honor Health system and, and what the system has to be magnificent over the next five years or so and, and how competition and strategy is evolving and a little bit more. Dr. Neal, can you take a second, tell us about yourself, and maybe tell us a little bit about Honor Health, too. Sure. Thanks, Scott, and I appreciate the opportunity to join your podcast. Uh, as, as you noted, I'm a Executive Vice President, Chief Physician Executive, and also run the network strategy function at Honor Health. I'm a physician by training, vascular interventional radiologist, also have a business degree from, from USC. I was in a large radiology private practice for about 16 or 17 years during that time, got very integrated, and pardon me, very involved in helping to build a clinic integrated network with the health system and ultimately decided to move into the health system leadership about six years ago. Uh, I have a pretty broad scope within the organization, pretty pretty much everything that isn't uh, directly operational, you know, legal or under the under the office of the CFO reports up to me, including strategy, technology, marketing, analytics, research, quality, physician enterprise, research, academic affairs. So pretty broad scope. And, uh, you know, it just continues to, uh, the role continues to evolve. In terms of Honor Health, we're, we're a medium-sized health system. We're about uh, $2.1, $2.2 billion annual revenue. We're located uh, predominantly in the north and northeast uh, sectors of the of the Valley of the Sun here in, here in Phoenix, Arizona, or Maricopa County. Uh, we have six hospitals, uh, not, not large hospitals, a total of about 1,400, 1,500 beds, have a really high-performing clinically integrated network called Integration Care Partners. Um, and really, we, we can do to to grow and build out our continuum of care with with a with the willingness and propensity for partnership and joint ventures. We have joint ventures in the ASC space for a decade. We have joint ventures in ambulatory imaging, behavioral health, uh, urgent care. Uh, currently exploring some some care provider joint ventures uh, uh, with, with with some local payers as well. So I continue to try to uh, grow and scale, but but you know due to our sort of moderate size, so much of our growth is uh, is through partnership. No, no, that's fantastic. And talk about medium-sized health system, a great health system. What does the system need to be great at? What do you need to be just great at to continue to thrive, to be essential, to have an impact? When you're surrounded by some huge competitors, but you've carved out a great spot for yourself, what does Honor Health have to be great at to continue to be impactful and essential? Well, it's a great question, and it's one that we obviously pose to ourselves all the time. You referenced our competitors. We're obviously in a in a in a community that has the Mayo Clinic, the you know the the largest healthcare brand in the world. Uh, you know, Banner Health, a very large and successful system, and really the the market dominant uh, system uh, in our community, as well as other large other large national players. Yeah, in, in our case, I think the you know the, the the key thing, and I think it's not unique to the Valley, but it, it really is just the acute. Uh, crunch and shortage of, of key talent. And that's both on the on the clinical talent side, both both the physician, nursing, and other other clinical talent, but also on the administrative side. And we've seen that really accelerate uh, through COVID. So and one thing we have to be great at is is having having an environment uh, where we can attract, uh, develop and, and retain talent and do that better than than others in our community. I think the second thing is we we exist in a market that's been Relatively, you know, relatively slow to move uh, down down the value-based continuum, but we are seeing that start to accelerate. So I think uh, getting, you know, getting better, and we're already pretty good at it, but getting better at really being able to, in a very granular way, prove uh, our differential value in terms of quality and cost, uh, both both to the payer community as well as 
uh, you know, direct to employer marketplace. And, and, and how is competition evolving in your market and how is your strategy evolving? Well, the, you know, competition, obviously we're in a, we're in a growth market, you know, which is, which is a blessing and a curse, you know, and the blessing is obviously there is a lot of, there is a lot of opportunity uh, throughout Maricopa County, which is one of the fastest growing counties and metropolitan areas in the country. Uh, but what that does though, is it brings a lot of, a lot of investment uh, from a lot of different types of competitors. So as I already mentioned, uh, you know, a handful of the health systems, you know, all of which of course, uh, even those that have a national presence, uh, uh, are making asymmetric investments in, in, in the Valley right now, simply because this is where the opportunity is. We also have uh, a lot of a private equity backed competitors, both in some of the ancillary, you know, ASC marketplace, as well as, as well as in the physician marketplace, particularly in the PCP space. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the national private equity backed PCP uh, groups that you hear about, the, the bill, you know, village MD, um, Oak street is, is coming here in 2022. Iora health has been here for, for a period of time. So we are having to really focus on um, our our primary care alignment strategy, and, and, and we look to grow on a geographic basis throughout the valley. How how are we going to compete with with a lot of the uh, the new entrants in terms of attracting and retaining that talent? And then in general, as I mentioned earlier, just uh, being really more focused on on our ability to provide a differential value. And part of that, of course, is is on a is on a on a per click basis, if you will, but a lot of it is also about about our ability to have broad enough geographic coverage to be a good sole source solution uh, to to the payers or or to some of the larger business participants in our community. So we're really having to focus strategically on how do we build out uh, a, a broad enough ge geographic networks that we really are maintaining or increasing our, our essentiality of the marketplace, both to the payer and the business community. And, and, and Dr. Neal, what are you most excited about this year? Where, where are you most focused, most excited? What, what, when you get up in the morning, besides dealing with all the different challenges, but, but trying to stay market essential, but what are you most excited about this year? Where, where are you most excited? I am most excited, uh, and I've already alluded to it, but you know, we, 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 we had a lot of um, growth plans. And then, of course, COVID came, and, and we, like most other health systems, it's not as if we stopped our planning, but we certainly – we certainly, uh, you know, slowed down and in some cases temporarily put on hold some of our some of our uh, investment and capital allocation plans. And so, what I'm most excited is that we've come out of COVID in a in a strong position, and now we can really start uh, uh, fairly rapidly executing on our on our strategic capital deployment plan over the next one to three years. And that's that's just a nice place to be, uh, given that over the past 12 to 18 months there's a lot of uncertainty about what position we would be in in mid 2021. Absolutely. And so one final question, Dr. Neal, anything that I failed to ask you that I should have asked you that you that you'd love to say a moment about? Um, I think the, uh, the, the, the one thing that I think is interesting right now from the, from the provider side, and I think this was supercharged to some extent by, by an announcement this morning from the federal government is, is just the focus on, on, on market scale on the, on the provider side of the equation right now. It seems like uh, with some of the changes in leadership in Washington, there's gonna be more and more focus on, on you know, the scale of provider systems and whether or not that's a good thing or bad thing in terms of you know, quality and cost of care delivery. And I think that you know, anyone who's in a market with some of those bigger competitors, it's gonna be something we're just gonna have to watch because uh, it really could be, you know, really could be impactful because uh, 
those who already have scale, um, you know, could could be placed in a position of of more long term advantage. You know, if they're allowed to maintain that scale while others while others aren't aren't allowed to grow in scale. So I just think that's a real interesting strategic consideration that we're going to have to keep an eye on as a as a as a sector uh, on an ongoing basis. And I also, of course, on the provider side, find it interesting that there's so much focus on on provider scale with with what it seems like a not not a similar degree of focus on of uh, the scale of some of the other participants in the overall healthcare ecosystem, including the payer community. Certainly. And we, we all know that the payers are huge. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. after 30 years of watching it, we sort of know that a lot of them meant money, even though we're not supposed to say it. And, um, you know, and on the, on the provider side, we, we know that one of the games has been to be big enough to be such that it's harder for payers and patients to go around you. And sort of, there seems to be more targeting of the, um, provider side by DC right now than the payer side, but we know the payers are the ones that ultimately charge the consumer's rate. So it's a complicated, complicated issue as to where the challenges are. What a fascinating topic. Uh, it really is. John, Dr. Steele, I want, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us. It is fascinating to watch whether the Biden administration will bring teeth to this effort to break up some of the big or not, you know, what the perspective is going to be and whether ultimately there'll be a net good or net bad for the country, but fascinating to watch. I agree with you. Very fascinating. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. What a pleasure. Dr. Neal, we'll let you go. Enjoy with the weekend. We hope you get some of it. Uh, I know you're working hard, but thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. And take care.